you've already heard it all. But now you resonate. The world has pushed you out of what you thought you knew, your comfort zone, and into this strange place, this slightly off reality. Welcome to the Truth Serum Podcast, hosted by the controversial and funny Dom Bates, author, mother, human, and all-round thought leader. The time has come to realign your essence with your experience. We all know this world is changing. You're here now because you've personally felt it, and your reality has reflected the Truth Serum Podcast, getting to the root of what really is. And now, Dawn Bates. Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, my tribe for the truth theorem. Um, I just dropped Jake in this and I went, right, we're going to go live. We're going to record it because I keep saying to him that he's going to do um, recording with me for, because um, Jake's just worked with me on his book, The Recipe, A US Marine's Mindset for Success. Dun, dun, dun. we're just catching up and I was just like okay now we're just going to go live we're just going to get it done and he was asking me what it is to actually record the podcast and for those of you who know that this is a recent podcast I mean I've been on podcasts for the last oh, on radio and in tv and goodness knows what else for the last 20 22 years having my own podcast so it's only a recent thing um and I want to speak to Jake um and um I was just saying to him this is how I do it I just have a zoom call with people and then I upload this to uh my Dropbox folder which then my uh my repurposing manager Amber takes care of and then she sends it to Jerry who uploads it on my website because I don't you just don't want me involved with the techie um but again Jake the recipe like what the hell Don, how's we, it going? we smashed it, dude. We smashed it. It's going really well. I'm in the heart, I'm in the heart of the Amazon at the moment. How are, how are sales doing? I haven't been following up on it or anything. Ah, well, that's a, that's a surprise. It's doing all right. It's not. You know, it, 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 we're, we're doing all right, dude. We're doing all right. You're, you're not a millionaire yet. We're not a million copies sold yet. But we're, we're, um, it's, uh, it takes time. But you got to do the marketing, you got to do the pushing. But you're just taking the recalibration. Yeah, you need to. You know, um, there's a term for this, and not that I intentionally planned it, but uh, in in restaurants and hotels, or I guess industry, they call it a soft opening. So, you know, you, you get it out there, you get the word. Soft but you're launch, really, yeah. Yeah, you're not going like full hard on, full court press yet. So I'm saving that as we kind of get into. Uh, later in 2021 and i have the you know mm. the full attention i can give it that it deserves versus um just trying to go out there and, and spam it to everyone but uh really a methodical approach kind of later in the year yeah um, and that, that's the thing you know you you've just given birth to stuff and you were really quite nervous about 
how you were going to write it and what you were going to share. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I was, and uh, the feedback I've gotten thus far uh, has been really good. I, I, and I think that's a little bit of the reason why I said I, I wanted to take it slow. Um, I wanted to see people's reaction to it like anyone else. And I'm sure, you know, maybe you're past this now with multiple whole books uh, published, but uh uh, there's always a, a fear of uh, being judged, right, for what you write. And, you know, there's some stuff I touched on that I don't necessarily know I wanted my mom to read or my, you know, my uh, wife's family to read, but it's out there. Um, and then you kind of want to ease into that. And once you feel uh, maybe not a level of acceptance, but just a level of like, no one really cared that much to begin with. They just wanted to hear your story. Um, you know, you can mm -hmm. advocate more and push more. And it, it just... Uh, it's like acclimating yourself to a new world, right? Where people now know uh, inner depths of uh, about you, which, you know, your books, I'm sure are a, a lot more, uh, I'm sure you had to go over that hurdle of fear of judgment, right? Yeah, you do. And, um, and I think this is the thing, and it's something that um, Adam, uh, for those of you who uh, have just listened to the intro, you'll have heard Adam's voice and you'll have heard episode three, with Mr. Adam Walton of the Mental Mastery Alliance, um, troublemaker and fellow rabbit holer. Um, but um, we, were, we were just saying that, you know, the, the books that I write, they are really powerful books. And, you know, I have got to the point now 14, I think it's about 14 or 15, I'm not sure. I don't even know how many books I've written now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, what number am I up to? Um, <laughs> that's about that because the thing is it's like uh, yeah I've written books by myself but I've also co-authored other books and I've written books about other people and I've got other books that I'm writing at the moment and I'm like oh, I don't even know which number I'm up to um but I'm not at that point anymore I don't care what other people think about my books I really don't and I really don't give a monkey's um what uh, whether people judge me positively or negatively about it because at the end of the day if I'm waiting for permission from other people to be myself then I think more about them than I think about me and I have you know I've been judged by the professionals in a courtroom and you know everyone else other than that is an amateur you know and if I can give what give the finger to the judges in Scotland in their legal courts and you know do I really care about the face fuckers um on uh, um the world of the instafank um mm. sorry I've just I had a message from my social media team um but uh yeah you you are in that space of you've just birthed the book you have taken your life to a new level of nakedness and um, and we all know that nakedness has got nothing to do with whether you've got clothes on or not. It is about you going, you know, what? this is who I am. This is a part of me. And it doesn't matter what you write in your book, Jake, uh, whether your wife's family approve or whether your parents approve or any the other the readers approve. They've never walked a day in your shoes. They don't know what it's like to be in a tank in the middle of Iraq in the hot, sweaty desert with a group of guys bantering and laughing and farting and sweating and, you know, same clothes for days on end. God, you lot must have stunk. <laughs> like, seriously. 
What, um, you know, when you write, do you ever think of aspects of like, uh, no, I want you to answer that question. How bad does it smell in a tank with guys in all, cause you got layers on. You do, but to be honest with you, there's also air conditioning in there. It's Is there? Tanks yeah. have air conditioning. Yeah. And if not, there you have like these huge fans that are blow so hard it's almost like a, a hurricane. Seriously? Um, yeah. I mean, well, you think about it, right? It's 115 degrees there with all your gear on, you know, another anywhere from like 50 pounds or so, just given and taking how much, you know, you would die like within a few hours of dehydration. You just can't have people dying all over the place from dehydration. <laughs> yeah. You're so going they, in they, to they, rescue yeah, they, other people and you're yeah, dying they, in the tank. <laughs> exactly. The cooling is a, a really huge component of it. And as well as like the logistics of how much water you have to carry around. Like they know as the most you could go out with like a full load, maybe a couple hours without massive amounts of vehicles or other support around just to carry the water element of it, right? No, I don't, because I've never been yeah. a U.S. Marine, Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's, you know, it's really coordinated uh, uh, efforts for for all of that stuff. Um, okay, so if the, this is all the coordinated efforts, so this is what you referred to in one of the uh, chapters when you're actually saying about the deployment. Each, each part of the Marines has their job. So you've got one of them will have, like, the information that comes down from command they'll have their job to do you'll have your job to do another one will happen and then you all coordinate that and then i found that fascinating oh, i was like wow that's like that's so cool like oh, i've told amber and abby i don't involve me like if you want to ask about social media you want to like i don't get just cc me into it but don't ask me anything just ask each other don't involve me in the process because i would just complicate it yeah, in fact, it's so well coordinated down to the individual uh, person, Marines role and contribution. Like when you go out, like your specific unit will be like, every person will have their med pack on their back left side. Every, like, and everyone will look the same. This way we know, should something happen to someone or should it's dark outside or should what whatever happen, like in an instant, I know that if I need to access your med pack, it's going to be at this back left corner of, of your- Okay. And everyone's will be so the the level of like coordination between like down to like an individual unit you're gonna have your med pack here your name here your blood type and your there. blood type on the back yeah or like whatever they decide like so if it's that coordinated of like hey you're gonna wear a patch right here for this very specific exact exact reason to you know like hey we're gonna have water refueling at each coordinated time point and then fuel refueling uh, at each coordinated time point it's it's very methodical and, th and thorough and, and that's another reason why um i, I guess you know <laughs> a, a lot of people think that it's just like oh one military service might be better or whatever or harder than the next it really just comes down to like if a particular service or branch is more coordinated than the next right like okay yeah because as i was saying you could think about it you're like hey if there's a unit out there and you know it's 120 degree heat and they're full load like if you're an, another you know counter unit you'd be like okay well they'll go thirsty in about two hours i could just wait them out right or like hey they'll lose fuel in about i don't know 45 minutes i, I don't have to do anything right and like even thoughts of that are like really really well methodically thought out uh, that reminds <laughs> me of when the japanese were fighting in europe and the japanese were like no we'll just wait for them to get hit like the russians because the russians had to come down through like around the cape of africa to get over to japan and so like the Japanese, well, then we'll just wait them out. We'd like, just let them, you know, you do allow your, you know, and all these people that are trying, 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 it's like, just let them wear themselves out. Like, <laughs> it's like, I remember when the boys were little, right? 
um, we had this, um, like the house that we lived in at that point, you had the kitchen. Um, so you'd come in through the front door and you have got like the corridor and like the kitchen was straight in front of you. And next to the kitchen, you had like the dining room. Um, but, but as you've come through the front door to your right, no, to your left, um, you had the lounge. So I took all the doors off, right, and put in new door frames. Um, and um, what I would do is um, when the boys were just able to run around and chase each other, I'd start chasing them around and around and around. And then I'd go and sit down <laughs> and enjoy a cup of tea. And they're continuing to wreck, chase each other around and around and around. And I'm just sat there watching them drinking a cup of tea and thinking they're going to wear themselves out in a minute and then I'm going to put them to bed. It's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably, I actually do that with my, uh, my youngest one, Max, all the time. Uh, like if he starts crying or complaining, it's like, okay, like do that as long as you need to. Like I'll turn off the TV or what have you. Like you can only cry for so long before you just naturally draw out and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I've cried myself to sleep on many occasions. Don't worry. Exactly. Like, all, all I had to do is endure, you know, your pain for five minutes. And then I know you're going to give up way before I do. So it's just the same concept. Yeah. And I think, but you're in this now, because we were just saying about you're in a recalibration phase. Um, now that you've birthed this book and now that it's out there and Jake Cosme is an author um you know your boys haven't really got an idea of what that is like you know but you're spending some really quality beautiful time with them how's that feel um it's it's been great I, I don't feel like I I felt like um you know kind of as I, as I wrote about as well I got out of the marines um you know Carol is pregnant I was like oh this oh shit moment hits you uh, my first son was born over eight and a half years ago now uh I haven't stopped running uh, I guess is a way to think of it in that time and I finally feel like it that time is now that I'm like okay mm. uh it's summer 2021 COVID hopefully is relieving soon I I have a little break giving birth to this book uh, I'm kind of at a huge inflection point career-wise and who knows where that's going to come to fruition I'm also you know uh pursuing other passions as you talked about like in uh in the crypto space and so nice uh, I, I think it's you know every decade or every four years, every decade or so, um, you have these turning points and I, it's something I don't want to rush into or like really force it down yet. So it's been great to actually like not give a shit for a good month or two months. And that might last for another six months. Who knows? I don't care. Probably Carol doesn't want to hear that and be like, no, you need to go back to work. <laughs> like you need to go figure it out. But You're getting under my feet, Jake. Go, just go yeah. work. Just yeah. go do something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> It's what does she think about her her guy uh, having done it? I mean, like you know, she you know, um, I I'm, I'm sure I I don't know. I, I would love to meet the spouse that gives like uh, negative feedback to their <laughs> to their uh, their partner about something they've published. But you know, the feedback's been great. She loved the story. Um, she there was like a part or comment about her that she was like, I can't believe you wrote that. And, but it was like, I needed to write it just to say it. And, uh, but it was very, like, you know, I thought it was uh, sentimental. Um, it was a beautiful part. I know which yeah, bit she's talking about. Exactly. It made me cry. Uh, I, you know, she liked it. The story she did say, like, I, I you know, I kind of wanted more out of it. Like, she's like, I want to hear more of your story. Like I'm kind of reading it. And it's like, That's Oh like, too. yeah. Like I was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta lure them in like there's a strategy here in place right Don like there's that's why you have the sacral scene. absolutely Jake there's a strategy <laughs> uh you know it 
So I, I think that's food for thought for the next one. One of the things is I, I think I'll probably, well, no, she definitely gave me some of the ideas at the beginning of it. I'll probably uh, leverage her more in the future as like, as I'm going through the different portions, um, you know, along with like yourself and other, uh, uh, other outside folks to be like, okay, this is what I have, because it's not going to be my bio on the next time, the next um, yeah. book or not, whether fiction or nonfiction, but um, yeah, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I'm really proud of you because I remember when we first spoke, I mean, it was at the beginning of this year. Um, was it end of last year, beginning of this year? I can't remember. I know when I was in uh, the south of Brazil, it's been like, I mean, we're only in July. Um, yeah, that's... And, yeah. Like, and I remember like you, me and Pete um, jumped on that call and uh, you said, oh, I'm going to write this. And I went, well, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, what? And Pete just sat there going, okay. <laughs> Laughing to himself, but like, okay, where's this going to go? <laughs> but it was just like, you were just, so for me to be able to see where you started and to see what you've published and the growth that you've been on. It's only been seven months, dude. You, you've like, it's been amazing to watch. So thank you for allowing me to hold space for you on this journey. No, no, thank you for taking me through it. If, uh, you know, for your audience to hear if it, you know, I, I equate it to one of those things and hopefully it's not too, um, you know, methodical, but like, writing is a process and uh unless you have someone to take you through it and coach you through it um I, you know i guess you could do any process whether it's good or bad or not and make it from a to b but the the process we did was uh i, I don't know i'm incredibly proud of what we did and put together you know um and mm -hmm. like it's had the ch i've had the chance to catch up with like classmates i haven't heard of from and 15, 20 years, hopefully I'm going to be seeing some of them next month. Um, you know, people giving me feedback on it, whether it's BS or not, you know, it's at least, uh, uh, I wanted to make sure that it was something like, I just didn't want to write something just for doing it, just to say, Hey, look, I wrote something, look at me, but mm. like, I wanted to make I sure. I really definitely wouldn't have worked with you if that was what it was about. Like, you know, like people, people know that I'm like, unless your book is actually making a difference in this world and actually highlighting something that needs to be highlighted. I am publishing your book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I felt like we, we crafted um, uh, something special and it was, it was great. Mm. So thank you for taking me through that process. And, um, you know, I, I think that's a lot of things people don't think about is like, Oh, a writer is like kind of a, like a singular journey, right. Or on your own, but it, it's definitely not right. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't do what I do. I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I've got, um, I mean, the coaches I've got, you know, uh, like, I mean, I've mentioned Adam, like Adam's helped me, like coach me through the podcasting journey. I've got Karen, who's my business and finance coach. I've got um, Lara, who is um, my uh, communication cash and uh uh, we were not even quite sure what kind of coach she is, but it's juicy. But like we're, we're like, she's like crypto coach. Um, there is like higher consciousness, um, you know, we're like just embodiment coach. Um, and then, you know, we have our personal trainers. I've had my sailing coaches. Um, 
but again, it's like even my editor um, and Linda, who, as you know, is my is the publishing manager for my company. And, you know, without the support of all of those people, Carolee, who does all the, um, the the social media graphics, we've got Jerry, who does the artwork. I mean, the amount of times I've spoken to Jerry and I've gone, I'll put this, he goes, we're not putting that on the book. Lord. We're not. He goes, you're not putting that on the book. You know, and then we've got Abby and the girls that, um, you know, that handle all my marketing and the social media, like that just learning from them. None of this is a solo journey. Um, but, you know, I've been working with um, Ka- um, Kelsey, my editor, um, on re-editing, um, like structurally breaking down the trilogy so that we've got two duologies. So the trilogy is now becoming four books. Um okay. And so we've got Friday Bridge and Wallahi, which is becoming a duology. And then we've got the Scotland saga and Crossing the Line, which is going to become, well, Crossing the Line is going to become the Scotland saga and Crossing the Line, which will be the second duology. And I mean, we don't even know what the title, they're the working titles now. Um, But when Carolee goes through and she's broken it down and we've looked at the structure of the book and how we're going to promote them. And, and she's given me, she's asked me questions that, and I've taken it for granted. Like for example, what I just asked you about the tanks and the air conditioning and the water and like, do you all smell in there? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I've never been a marine. You didn't know how to be an author. You'd never done it before, oh. but we have so many people out there that think, Oh, I'll just write something. And most of the stuff that's being self-published is a load of shit. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. And, it's got no like there's no substance to it it's just that our people are just going and then they just put it out there and then they get a canva chaos cover they upload it to amazon and then they go well i'm not making any money well hello and then people they pay they're getting people to do all these reviews and all these reviews especially the negative ones are coming in from people who have never even um put pen to paper that think they're the best reader and they're that you know and they're the best reviewer there is it's like well actually Mm, don't think so. I had someone review my book. They go, well, you, you've got lots of spelling mistakes in there. I was like, have I? <laughs> yes, well, you spelled this wrong, you spelled this wrong, you spelled this wrong, you spelled this wrong. I was like, no, darling, you're looking at Chicago English. I'm a British publisher. I've written it in British English. And then, but they'd never even heard of Chicago English. Oh. So if you've never heard of Chicago English, then don't come to me and talk to me about spelling. <laughs> If you don't know what an Oxford comma is, don't talk to me about spelling. If you don't know what a double clause is and a triple clause, I am not interested in listening to anything you've got to say about grammar. An Oxford comma. Yeah, an Oxford comma. Don't tell me you don't know what I know. You've got loads of them in your books. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Did you hear that Freudian slip there? You've got loads of them in your books, Jake. But this is the thing, you are going to get lots of feedback on your book and there'll be lots of people say, oh, you should do this, you should do this. Oh, it would have been nice if you had this. And a lot of it, yes, we can take and we can put them in the future books. But again, it's like when Kelsey's gone through everything, she's going, Dawn, what about this? What about this? She's asking me about Arabic spellings and, well, Dawn, you've said it this and you've said that. And it's like there's a word, Habibti, that I've used in. um, And she goes, but you've spelled it Habibti. In the, I was like, oh, yeah, well, okay. So then I've had to explain that Habibti is more of a Moroccan, Algerian, Tunisian way of saying Habibti. Uh, sorry, Habib, Habibti. Uh, no, Habibi is the masculine. Habibti yes. is the feminine. Gotcha. But okay. the Moroccans and the uh, the, the, the Maghribi Arabs, we, they say Habibti. Oh. They don't say Habibti. 
So it's a little, it's like an extra vowel in there, right? But also the way we, which we say, and then, so I'm, I've called Khalid and Nasa Baba, um, but I call, uh, but they call their dad, or you call, like I would call my father-in-law Baba. She goes, but why are you calling the boys Baba? I said, well, it's a sign of respect. It's like, it's a grand thing. It's like, and she's like, and I've taken all this for granted. So I'm sat there and I'm writing and I'm like, just writing away, writing away. She goes, but what about this, Dawn? And like, well, what about that? And I'm kind of, oh my God, I actually know more than I actually thought I did. And I've taken my knowledge for granted. But it's not until somebody helps us through that process and say, Dawn, I think it would be better if you wrote it like this. Um, and, you know, and it is a really fascinating process being a writer and being an author and learning and developing these skills. But you will get people telling you how to write your book. And these are going to be the other 99% of people that say they're going to write a book and never actually go and write a book. And then, because remember, you are now in the top 1% of people in the world, Jake. Oh. Because only 1% of people who say they're going to write a book actually then go on to publish the book. Really? Like, yes. A, like people just, not the people that are just like sitting around BSing, like, oh, I'm going to go write something one of these days, but like actual people that have well, started. Well, 3% of people who say they're going to write a book Don't actually go on and write it. Okay. But only 1% go on to publish. Wow. I didn't know those numbers. Is that just because people started and they just don't get through it or what's the... Yeah, or they write it and that's the purging done and they don't need to publish it or they haven't got the money to publish it or they start going, well, there's no point publishing it. So I'm just going to be a penniless author. Well, you know, it's like anything. If I invest 10 10 grand, I want to make 100 grand. Whatever I'm investing, I want that, you know, return on investment is always 10xing it. If they're not heard of Grant Cardone... (laughs) (laughs) two things you mentioned there it's so funny um i call whenever my kids are babies well like max is still a baby now i call them babas Mm. Uh, you know as as you kind of mentioned upon that and it's kind of again that reverse thing um you know and if i had uh if i had daughters i would call them mamas or something like that but Mm. anyway i use the babas term but But again that's like a that's a cultural thing right oh yeah big time uh, the second part you mentioned, and I'm sure, you know, people would love to hear about it. You mentioned writing as purging, uh, you know, you've written so many times. Why, why is writing this outlet for uh, releasing energy? Like, I, I didn't know it would be that uh, powerful. And it's kind of, you, you saw, you know, the process we went through, right? Yeah. Uh, that's something no one talks about. Like, I write to, uh, to clear, I write to purge, I write to uh, cleanse, what, what have you. Why, why is that? Why do you, why do you think that is? Well, for me, part of it, um, sorry, the air pressure's just dropped. So, uh, you know, you you know what I'm like, I'm a sailor girl. When the air pressure drops, I know that there's a storm coming, right? Or like something. (laughs) I felt it and I'm indoors. Um, And um, the thing is, it's like when you're doing it, like with Alpha, my latest book, I started writing that within a couple of hours. I was in the bathroom vomiting, right? Mm um now that that's quite a strong reaction but again the content that i'm writing about is really um traumatic that you know it's female genital mutilation there was blood diamonds there was rape within marriage you know there was you know the all of the stuff that was going on during the time of the angolan civil war so there's all of that that's in that book that i've known about for like you know best part of 15 20 years 
that my body, I'm just now releasing it. It's getting out of my system. But whenever you write something down, uh, what you're actually doing is you're clarifying it and you're, you're giving it an outlet. So when you're, yeah, it's all in here, it's all contained. Um, it's like, let's just use this mosquito spray, right? While it's all in there, all, that, all of that is the trauma. That's all the ideas. It's all shaking around. And, you know, I take the lid off. Oh, I can smell some vapor, right? Oh, okay. And then I have, when I press down on it like that, I've actually pressed down. So I'm pressing on the keys of the keyboard or I'm writing it. It actually has an outlet to get out of. So it's, we're purging it. We're energetically getting rid of it. But while you're doing that, you're making sense of everything and you're clarifying everything. And while you're getting it out, you it's like if I had, um, I mean, let's just use this as another example, right? This is the container. This is everything that's inside of you. But the moment you start getting rid of it, you've now got space. Now there's more space in here to put other stuff or I've got space to think or I've got a space to feel, but I'm mm. letting go of stuff, right? Now there's even more stuff, more space in there for me to fill that up, okay? And that's the same with writing. Now, I prefer to do all my journaling with handwriting. I prefer to write my books by typing because, again, it's a movement. I'm getting stuff out. I'm moving. That's an energetic movement. I mean, okay, I write 3,000 words an hour. So, you know, they, they go pretty quickly. But again, it's a movement. It's like when you're cleaning the house, right? Put on your, I mean, I won't allow anybody else to clean my home. I mean, okay, I live in hotels now. So that's quite a mute point. But um, <laughs> one hotel to the next hotel. I'm like seven to 10 days, I'm always moving on to a new hotel. Oh, it's a tough life, Don. No. Oh, so Bye. tough. Someone's got to do it. Um, but again, it's like whenever I used to clean my own home, I would not have a cleaner unless I was writing a book. But before she arrived, I would blitz the house completely. And then about a couple, I mean, when I wrote Wallahi, um, I was like, okay, I need to cleanse my space ready for me to write. I also give myself a manicure before I write. I shower, I manicure. Um, so I'm fresh, I'm clean, ready to write. And then a couple of days later, the cleaner will come in and she'll be doing all the cleaning while I'm writing because I'm writing. I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. But my space around me is clean. So I'm not interrupted. My children went to stay with their dad uh, while I wrote Wallahi. Part of the, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm sailing around the world by myself is so that I can write all of these books. I can get them out when I can research. Because me writing about female genital mutilation and sex trafficking and diet, blood diamonds and, you know, political corruption. My boys don't want to be part of that, but my boys are part of it. You know, we speak every single day, um, but they're spending quality time with their dad while I do this journey. Uh, and that's it. You're getting rid of all of this stuff. And I don't want my boys seeing me in the state I get into while I'm writing the sacral series. When they come and visit me, I make sure that there is no books being written because the moment they land, it's mama time. Good to hear. It's complete mama time. No, I don't take on client calls. I don't do any work. It's just me and my boys. No one, don't even think about interrupting that time. <laughs> 
just not happening. So that's why it is such a powerful journey. But again, if you're only writing, if you're only writing, you know, or collating your emails or your top 10 tips and you're not going to know what this is like. (laughs) We all know what my view on the top 10 tip books are and, you know. That, that's these, what bo- these books that have got three sentences per line and a blank page it's not a book is it? it's a page that you spread out over 100 pages that's what uh, i wanted what to start, start out with if you recall yeah i do remember that's why i told <laughs> you you can go find a different publisher <laughs> very nice but yeah so that's a long answer to a very quick question <laughs> but i'm a writer of course you expected the story to go with it of course. No, it's, the way I uh, equated was like, it's kind of this uh, transfer of, you know, you have thoughts and feelings and, you know, internal, mm-hmm. you know, kinetic energy. And you, you hit it right on the head. Like when you're transferring it to physically doing it, your that energy is being released. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's like a process taking place that you're transferring this energy out. And it's something uh, I don't think a lot of people realize. I didn't realize it. I was like, yeah, yeah, Don, I want to go write something. This is cool. You're like, all right, dude, like I'm going to take you on a, take you on a journey. And it, it was, and right? you, yeah. Well, uh, even learning back, looking back seven months on it. Um, you know, I'm in this kind of, uh, uh, I don't want to say equilibrium, but like in this state of, uh, healing from it still not healing, but, you know, um, recovering from it because it, it was a process and mm-hmm. it, it, it did take a lot. It was a, it was a huge purge for me. And, you know, I'll share this with you, I guess, in your audience. Uh, the day was uh, out on June 30th and I saw like the official, like I, I Googled it instead of reading the one you sent me, like I uh, wanted to go see it, the, uh, the PR. I literally read it and like I, I was sitting here by myself and uh, my wife was coming in and then I started crying when I was reading it, but it wasn't like happy. It was like, uh, like, Relief. The, well, you know, not, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what? if it was either it was, I can't explain it. It was, it was just, blah. it was just like, blah, like just, it got it out. And I think that was the, the culminating event of be like, okay, this process is done now. <laughs> like, you know, it was like, you know, kind of like uh, that knockout blow be like, yep, this is done. Like now you can transfer to this next part evolution in life uh you know the marketing advocating of it after you kind of clear it out but uh yeah it was it was a huge um blow and i didn't expect it to happen actually kind of right there at the end uh i told you i told you it was coming yeah you know i kind of went i told you i don't even know what it's going to look like for any of you that work with me it's different for all of us and i thought for sure i was like no no this it'll be great i could go out and do this and that and then it happened and i uh i ran and i was like a quivering little child like under my bed for a good week or two mm, you will yeah. be and that, that's the thing and you know you will um the first time you get a picture of one of your readers with your book um or you get given your book to sign on behalf of someone else or the first time you do your book signing or the first time that you get invited to speak in the universities or you get invited to speak at the marine conventions or you get invited to you know places like this yeah and you like like, it becomes real again I mean even like when um I set off down the Amazon river like uh I mean it must be what uh, it was five day trip I mean, I'm right in the heart of the Amazon rainforest. So I'm like, yes, yes, I'm looking out here and I'm thinking, I'm sure that was a pterodactyl that just flew by. 
a pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, the birds here are that incredible, and they're massive. Right? There, there is just trees around me at the moment. Like it's, it's incredible where I am, um, and um, oh, like I remember standing on the edge of the on on deck of the boat, looking out at the sunset. Going, oh no, I just wrote a book. I, I just wrote a book. Oh my god! I just wrote a fucking book. I mean, I'm 14 books in, <laughs> and I still get like, I just wrote a book. Like, I remember when I put the full stop down. I'm like, I just wrote a book every single time, every time. And when someone sends me a picture or they send me a review or they send me a private, when you wait until you get the private messages coming in, when oh. you have someone telling you your book has just transformed my life or this really hit me hard or your book had me crying or you made me realize something and I've changed my life because of it. And you get those, that's a whole new level of crying. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of want to hear like all the bad and negative feedback uh, just to see how I, I deal with it and like whether I, it's constructive and I take it in and appreciate it. Or if I have like a complete like outburst of like F you or something, I, I don't, I, again, I kind of want to see, you know, what's, what's, what I'm like going through that process when it comes. Okay. Well, I'll tell you when I first got my negative review, what was it like? Ah, uh, well, it was quite funny. The first public one out of five I got on, in, on, on Amazon for my first book Friday bridge. And then I realized who had given me the one out of five. <laughs> the guy who gave me the one out of five. Oh, you know that. Uh, he was the guy I beat in the courtroom in Scotland, which is detailed in the book uh, Crossing the Line. Oh, right. God. And it was like the amount of errors that he wrote in his, even in his comments. So I screenshotted it. I went, this is why I don't take reviews very seriously. This guy was the guy. I mean, he made me look like, Ronda Rousey's that I mean for those of you who don't know who Ronda Rousey is where have you been uh like you know MMA UFC fighter extraordinaire absolute badass and you know he made me look like she he made me look like an expert and her as a beginner and I was just like you know what I'll take that thanks yeah, right. that's a compliment. <laughs> that was a compliment yeah. but again um what he said that was what he said about me in the courtroom but because he's given me a one out of five and he kind of spell. Uh, I was just like, oh, well, that made me laugh. But it was also like, oh, he's giving me a one out of five. Okay. People who don't know who he is. Um, I mean, most people will look at it and go, oh, he can't spell. He obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. So, and then if they look at his other reviews, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to trust anything this guy says. Um, but do you, think he, do you think he read the whole book? He can't have read the whole book. He probably can't even read. Oh, there's a bit of slander there. <laughs> well, that would be the ultimate like pinnacle in your life is if, you know, you beat the guy in court and then he buys your book. So he pays you and then reads your hey, book. Happy like, days. I, I beat you three times. You read what I wrote. <laughs> yeah you've actually read my book you paid to buy my book after i beat you in the courtroom but i tell you what, one of the things with the reviews 
um, after I made the Channel 4 documentary many years ago, um, and that went live, and I had millions of people really criticising me on the internet. Uh, these people are the ones that would never have even gone into the process. These are people that were just the keyboard warriors. You know, um, these are the people that are the ones that just, they will criticise anyone. They're the ones that, you know, that just are so angry and upset with themselves. Now, if, say, for example, Linda turned around and said to me, Dawn, your book's not very good, I'd be heartbroken. <laughs> I, I would be so gutted. I'd be like, oh, I, I would feel like I have just failed everything because I hold her in such high, like, she, she's Linda. Like, I wouldn't have hired her as my publishing manager to come and join my business if I didn't respect her. And, like, her and I, like, we are book, we're, we're book geeks. I mean, she calls herself a book buff and I'm a book geek, right? But if Linda doesn't like my book, then, okay, I'm going to delete the lot and start again. But that's what I'm saying, though. Don't you want that that feedback of where it's, like, honest, constructive to be like oh maybe I, I didn't produce something that I thought was but again it's who you're going to take the... that from got it like taking your advice from your wife taking advice from Carol your wife right listen to it dude because she, she'll be <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll be having beans on toast for the rest of your life if you don't listen to Carol good honor Right. But she knows she knows you. She knows she can see your potential. She can she knows a lot more about your story than any of us. OK, she's going to want to hold you in the highest because she's your wife. First of all, she doesn't want to be married to a dumbass. Right. But she also wants to make sure that you fulfill your potential, not just as an author and as a husband, but also as a father. She wants the man who she had children with to be the best example to her children that he would can possibly be. Yeah, so she, I would listen to Carol. Yeah. Carol, I'm with you. <laughs> but Joe blogs down the road or someone you know from school that you haven't spoken to in God knows how long that hasn't achieved much and is just like Mr. Jealousy. Uh. How much? Uh, uh, thanks how much, for your advice. How much credence do you give to other authors to be like, okay, you're, uh, you know, you're a fellow colleague in this space um therefore depends on what their book is about depends what their book is like okay got okay it. so for example i've got a friend of mine uh, julie she's a fellow publisher we publish in a very different way we're going to be creating stuff together now if julie read my books she's like dawn you need to go and sort this bit out a bit all right then i would take it like okay. but if they're for example i'm right my books are about political and social science and social justice and activism okay um, if my friend Robert read my book, who is like a senior advisor to, you know, on human rights and critical measures and, you know, human rights violations around the world, like to governments and, you know, has been doing human rights calls and setting those up around the world. If Robert came to me and said, Dawn, mm, it's a bit. But if it's a writer of, say, children's teen writing, eh. <laughs> the, not so much yeah got it so go the, stick to your teenage high school drama love drama I'm, I'm not interested so the coloring book publisher uh their feedback is of lower uh, yeah uh, because again they don't know what it's like to write that 
they don't know what that marketplace is like. Yeah. Like if Julie came to me and said, Dawn, what do you think to this business book? Having been a, an entrepreneur for the last 23 years and a business coach and a leadership coach, um, she would hold my expertise as a business coach and leadership coach and as an author and a publisher in high regard. But if I'm, you know, running a bakery, no disrespect to people who run bakeries, um, you know, but and she's dealing with, you know, high level corporate Fortune 500 companies. Um, she's not really going to be asking old John down the road who just sells donuts all day, like yeah. what he thinks of her book. He might get some golden gems out of it, but he's more interested in how the bloody hell to get the jam inside the donut and the right sugar balance on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's not interested in the click funnels and, you know, you know, the social media strategies and like, because he, he's only dealing with the locals. So again, you've got to really... I'm really hungry now. I started talking about jam donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I really want um, like a high-end bakery croissant now after hearing that. Too. Yeah. Oh, do you know, being gluten-free, sugar-free it, oh, and vegan, like I, I, I really miss cake. I really want pizza. Like I just want to stick my face in a margarita pizza like, and oh, just God. eat it. Like, oh, but I'm in Brazil. Not gonna I'm going to have to wait till I get to the States. <laughs> uh, complete tangent. When you come here, uh, my wife and I's favorite pizza spot in Santa Monica, uh, exactly as you said it, Margarita is there. So it's mm. Joe's Pizza, hole in the wall. So we'll go there when you come and visit LA. So they do vegan, gluten-free there. Joe's Pizza. No, no, of course not. They're a hole in, in the wall. In Santa Monica. Yeah. You've got until I arrive. And I tell you what, now you've mentioned it and it's out on the podcast. We've got to send this to Joe. And Joe, I'm coming for your pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate critique coming up. And we'll have to do a live stream while we're there. <laughs> that is a good one. I'd love to do that. Hey, we could do a book signing at Joe's Pizza in Santa Monica. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. He doesn't know it yet. Awesome. We're gonna take over your we're gonna take over your pizzeria, Joe. I don't even know who you are. You might I don't even know, I don't even know Joe owns it anymore. Who knows? <laughs> but this is how it is this is how it works you've just given a recommendation you might have really bad taste in pizza no no are you kidding me have you seen have you seen my like that's all i do is eat pizza <laughs> yeah. oh, i'm really getting hungry now i'm gonna have to say goodbye <laughs> but again it has been an absolute pleasure to serve with you now just out of my curiosity we're talking about reviews here yeah. Um, I know I'm not the easiest coach to work with. Oh, I'm a bit of a task. Oh, I'm a bit of a taskmaster, right? Mm. Uh, taskmaster. And um, having been in the Marines and uh, you know had like people shouting orders at you and things like that. I mean, what was it actually really like to work with me? Some people have said I'm quite scary. Am I scary? Yeah. No. No, I don't yeah, think no. so. You're, you're, I mean, you're you're demanding, but you know, here's one of those things. Everyone thinks the military is all about yelling and shouting, this and that, and it, it's not because that level of getting. At the end of the day, the military is just like anywhere else. Uh, you're trying to get people to do something, and uh, that's something that might be really hard that they don't want to do. That that's really it. Um, and you all know, shouting only goes so far. Like, is there times you have to do it? Of course, and like the dude's a dumbass, and you kind of have to do it. Uh, but it really is a great. Uh, view into 
like I said, getting people to do something they may not want to do necessarily uh, and ex exacting that from them. And there's a lot of ways you could go about that. Again, shouting is one of them. Uh, you could go about negative ways, make, like um, ma making them feel disappointed, uh, impressing upon them. Maybe they have higher potential. There's like just so many ways you could go about that. Uh, I would say, you know, the reason why, why we work together and I think it worked out well was, uh, you know, I knew that and exactly we talked about uh, writing is a transfer of energy uh, and I needed someone to draw that out. And, you know, you, you could do it and the means to go about it were uh, through whatever way possible. Right. And I think we did get that. Uh, so, and, you know, there's times I was late on stuff and you're like, oh, you need it. Like Jake, like you're not going to fucking be late on this. And we, we did it. And I think the last two or three weeks, like I was, I was up at like 3am, you know, cause I have two kids running around here. I, I was up at 3am writing before they woke up. And then I would be up at nighttime from like 11 to 1am writing just to kind of hit those, but it was needed to finish this. And that's kind of like what you said, why there's only, I don't know, one to 3% of people that are going to publish something is because they don't have the process down. They don't have the people to help them get it through. They don't, um, the, you know, they didn't, uh, they, they were maybe too overconfident in not seeking out a coach to kind of guide them there. Maybe it wasn't the right person. Uh, who, who knows what it is. Right. So, um, in any regard, right. Like a, a leader or a coach just uses whatever their means possible to kind of exact that, that transfer of energy out of someone. And, uh, you know, it's a tool in your, it's a tool in your arsenal, uh, yeah. that I think you possess and that, you know, you grow over time. So I think, uh, you know, you, you leverage the right ones to kind of get where, where we're at, uh, at the right times. Thank you. And, because and, we're, this is the thing. and we're only a month late. We're, we only came out a month late, right? Yeah. But okay. So just to let you know, we didn't come out a month late. Oh, you, you plan for me. You always add in the buffer, right? Yeah, I, I knew it. You're like, I work with artists. These guys are going to like fuck up everything. Like just, just like, this is like a three, a three month buffer I had at the end. It's like, I lived in the Arab world. I'm in Brazil as well. I'm on Latino time. Right? I'm British. So I said to them the other day, but they did catch me out the other day because I didn't realize I was on now on Eastern time. I thought I was still on Brahia time, right? So I've gone back in time for an hour and I'm sat there in a restaurant going, where's my lunch? Why haven't they brought me my lunch yet? I'm sat there writing away like I need my lunch. I'm singing and dancing and wiggling away to myself as I'm writing, you know, as I do. Um, everyone's like, what the hell is she? What's, what, what's she been eating? <laughs> is she doing the wee dance or what's going to happen? Um, and um, But I know that if I say to a Brazilian, it's like when I was, um, I was getting a lift to the bus stop um, for me to make the big trek towards this area of Brazil so I could do this Amazon River trip, um, I told them, the, the bus left at 10 a.m. Bus wasn't going until 11 a.m. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay. And they're like, come on, we need to leave. And I'm so I've got the Brazilians now telling me, come on, we need to leave. I'm like, all right, then, okay, we're leaving now. Right? I know I've still got an hour. And this is the thing with any smart business person, right, then you will build in contingency. You build in contingency for your, your invoices to be paid. You build in contingency to start projects. Is that my little dude? Yeah, it's Jaden. Come over here and say hi, bud. Jaden. Hi. Is he gone? Hey, hey. how you doing? Hi. Didn't your dad do really well? You don't remember Auntie Dawn? Yeah. My publisher? <gasps> she published her book, bud. 
Nope, how yep. did you how do you not remember right you wait till i see you i'm gonna get you <laughs> we're going for pizza by the way oh hear that <laughs> yeah he stopped then didn't he <laughs> wait a minute. but again it's like you build in that buffer zone i knew that you'd got kids yeah i'm a parent i know that you know things don't always go to plan when you got kids anything could happen I am nice, but I'm a taskmaster and you do get stuff done. But yeah, it was a pleasure. And um, we had a lot of giggles. We had a lot of giggles. Oh, we did. A lot of, a lot of highs and lows. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you know. yeah, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, right. And so because the little ones come in, I am going to end it because that's that for me okay. as a parent is, dad, I want you to come. We're going to do stuff. I want to play on the computer with you or I want to eat pizza. So I'm going to honor his request to spend time with his dad. And um, it's been an absolute honor to catch up with you. Enjoy your recalibration. Enjoy your success. Um, and I look forward to seeing what's coming next. And if you want a copy of Jake's book, oh. go over to dawnbates.com slash Jake Cosme or Google it. Um, you can get it on every single platform in every single bookshop and store around the world, online or offline and in libraries, that is The Recipe, A US Marine's Mindset for Success by the incredible Mr. Jake Cosme. There Thank you go. You. You're so welcome. Awesome. Love you lots, dude. Okay, have a great weekend. Best of luck out there on the, on the travels on the road. Yeah, off to Venezuela. Nice. <laughs> yeah, okay. it is. <laughs> Take it easy. Love to the family. Love being on. Appreciate it. You're Bye. welcome. <laughs> Wait till you see what I've got for you next. Oh. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Truth Serum Podcast. You can follow Dawn directly through her Instagram account, instagram.com forward slash real Dawn Bates. This is an invitation only podcast. That said, if you would like to speak with us or come on the show, please send an email through hello at dawnbates.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought provoking portion of your day. Remember to like and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Sharing is caring, so share away. Until next time, folks, grab a good book, see a sunset, and expand your knowledge and experience.